Hey everybody, what's up? This is George Jones listening to the Trainer Day Podcast where we use everyday good works to uh, bring us closer to Christ, our community, and uh, to love better and all those things are the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are graciously given to us to uh, make us more in Christ. Uh, the reason we do this podcast is because uh, here at Gospel Community Church, we all know that we exegete text. That means we go line upon line and book upon book. And we may not always be able to touch on different topics because we stay in books and go through them all. And um, so the Training Day podcast is here to give everyone a chance to touch on certain topics that we don't get to talk about uh, frequently. So I'm excited to have a uh, man like a father in the Lord in, in the house with us today, Mr. Greg Reed. And um, man, what can I say? Not that I need to say anything. Everybody knows who you are, but um, I'm thankful that the lord brought us together that i was had an opportunity to get to know you and know you and uh i love you very much i look up to you and i'm thankful for friendship that we have i am too george i'm so thankful that god in his divine plan caused our paths to cross so we could get to know each other and talk about his goodness and his mercy you know it's always good when two easter sundays in a row you dressed the exact same way and didn't even plan it (laughs) It's pretty cool. You know what they say about great minds, or maybe weak ones. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to make the point that we are similar. And yes, I, I love we that. are. <laughs> All right, so let's get started. Um, I sent you over some questions, and we're just going to go through the questions. It's not going to take very long, but we'll see what God wants to do. Uh, the first question that I did have for you, um, um, and for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Greg Reed is Kirk's uh, father, um, great uh, man of God here at Gospel Community Church um, brings the word, um, gets called out and brings words to other churches and just, um, I mean, el- an elder here, maybe not uh, definitive in the title of what we, like, you know, certificate or whatever, but you're an elder in the house. You're seen that way, even though you may not know it, um, and we're appreciative for you. So thank you for taking the time. And uh, sitting down with us here. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. So uh, we wanted to ask you, how do you find balance in being uh, a bold spiritual leader and walking in submission to your elders, your boss, your husband, or parents? But let's start off with, um, how do you find balance in being a leader yourself and then also walking in submission to the elders here at the house? Um, We have to understand that in order to be a leader at all we have to be a good follower Uh, you can't lead if you can't follow Uh, there are a lot of people that have tried it the other way but for the most part we have to first learn to follow and if we are good followers then we can transition that into a leadership role yeah that's uh, so true and um you know it's the perfect example is christ always saying i didn't come to be served i came to serve yes and when we follow his lead, mm-hmm. we're following him, and then that yes. allows others to want to follow us. Uh, but we all know, um, and if you don't know, that Mr. Greg is an excellent master builder of carpentry and um, woodworking and homes and all those things. So when you are out in the field um, and and building houses and under, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Uh, I'm looking at her, but a for a. Uh, I was a construction superintendent for years. 
okay, so you had a boss. I always, mm-hmm. I thought that it would maybe a foreman. Yes. Were you the foreman or? Yes. Okay, so you were the foreman. How did you um, find balance in submission to who was above you? And then also when you were even coming up before you got to the foreman position, how did you find balance in submitting um, in, in that type of role at the workplace? Well, submission is key in our relationship with God and our relationship with people, knowing how to submit in the areas that we need to submit in. Uh, God tells us to submit ourselves to those who are over us in the Lord. Uh, And as we do that, we know that there are times and places that people are set over us in the Lord, and we have to recognize that. Number one, I don't think we can lead people that God doesn't give us, and I don't think I can be led by a, a person that God does not put in front of me. And I've been blessed throughout my life to be surrounded by an all-star group of great leaders and men that have modeled that for me, whether it's being in submission to those over them or or leading me faithfully. Yeah. And and that is a very important balance right there in itself. Yeah. Um, I, I can relate for the first time, you know, because I'm older gentleman myself and trying to find work and can't really find work and not wanting to be away from home going back in the truck or or whatever um you know we you know nicole and i are more busy and doing things for the for the body and mm-hmm. and all those things so i'm like i cannot go away from home i'm asking god you know open a door anything you could do lord and so being a delivery driver at papa john's was an opportunity that i applied for mm-hmm. and i applied in the morning that evening the, the GM reached out to me, said, can you fill out this application? And then I filled it out, and then she hired me on the spot. And so I said, okay, God, you know, you're doing something here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started two days after that. But I go into Papa John's, and I'm working with a bunch of high school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the GM's 10 years or more younger than me as well. Um, and I was honored and it was really cool to see me walk in there and have to submit to, I kid you not, a senior in high school mm-hmm. who was my manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, you know, very childish and very, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, just a kid, you know, and to walk in there and submit to them and listen to them and and um, do whatever they tell me to do. Um, I really didn't realize until now how much people were watching that mm-hmm. and how that shined the gospel. Yes. And how people come up to me at work and say, why are you different? Or, why, you know, asking questions mm-hmm. and had the opportunity to share the gospel a few times to, to coworkers and stuff like that. And it was just really cool. And I think it all stemmed off of, you know, not being about myself and being selfish and being able to submit wherever God puts you at. Right. The Apostle Paul said, I find myself to be content whatever state I am in. And when we take that position, just like you just did, and I've done that numerous times throughout my life, and you are put in that position, but then people around you not only recognize that you're different, but they also recognize your leadership's 
abilities and start to elevate you in that position. And God uses that elevation for you to continue to lead others. And as he uses you like that, he continues to elevate you. Yeah, amen, amen. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Um, So um, how do you, at home now, submit to your wonderful wife, Miss Pat? Well, there are areas that she obviously is in charge of, and and there are areas that she is much wiser than me. I tell her all the time she's a genius. But uh, there are areas there that, I have to lead on her experience and lean upon them to help me do better. Yeah. And as as the husband is the head of the house, but there are things that the wife takes the lead in, and it's different in every home. Yeah. Uh, with my wife, it's easy because she is so full of wisdom, and she leads me well. Yeah, I can uh, definitely relate to that, um, especially, um, you know, sometimes men get in their own ways of thinking how maybe some, how something should go or how, even um, not for the sake of like manliness or manhood, but mm-hmm. how you respond to someone or if something maybe it could be good or wrong has happened to you and you want to respond a certain way. And I love how. Nicole will always give me a perspective of, oh, well, maybe you should do it this way. Or maybe, or even maybe this person or these people meant this to really make me like get my flesh out of the way Mm -hmm. and say, okay, let me think about this or let Mm -hmm. me ask the Lord or let me see what God is saying before I just react or how I respond. And um, it's it's an awesome thing. And I'll never want to really admit that, you know, She'd be doing a great job of that, but you know. Well, God created us in the garden before he created woman. And so I tend to think that he put us in the wild, and then when he created woman, she domesticated us, and that's been a different process. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Um, so how would you um, also, for the last part of this question, we were coming in submitting to parents. So now – you being a parent, mm-hmm. um, what? How could you tell um, any of us younger folk listening, or even children that may hear this, um, to be if you're a leader, and then also submitting to parents? Well, you know, the one of the commandments is honor your father and your mother, that your days should be long upon the earth. And I used to tell mine. If you don't honor me, I'm going to see that your days are shortened. So, but that's a lot different. But we have to walk in submission to our parents. And Lord knows there were many times I was disobedient. And, but my parents were loving and compassionate. And my father took me under his wing. And there was, there was times he should have whipped me. But, And there was times he did whip me. Let me clarify that. Yeah. Uh, but there were times that he could have, and, and it would have been more than justified. But the way that he loved me into submission, and I think we, we need to do the same thing uh, with our kids. But just like the people at work are watching us, 
your children at home are watching you. Yeah. And children at home are looking at us. And if we don't submit to those that are over us in the Lord, they're thinking, well, they're rebelling. Why shouldn't I rebel? Yeah. Yeah. So we have to submit the way God planned it. And if we follow God's plan, we'll never fail. Yeah. A, a thing about GCC that I, I I love and that I've learned through community groups and listening to parents and I think also on Be Still and Grow, they had uh, Phil and Malia on about parenting and stuff like that. But um, also allowing your children to see that we that you as a parent still need Christ yes. just as much as they do, which means repenting, if, even if it's to your child or um, to show that you have faults as well. And I remember growing up, it was like your parents never did anything wrong and you you even though you may see it, you can never say anything um, to them or say, but you did this or did that. And, you know, uh, you'd probably, I would get a whooping, you know, growing mm-hmm. up if I did that. But how much more it would have meant to have a child see their parent make a mistake and then repent for it and uh, say sorry. You know? Absolutely. There are, there are times that we as men make mistakes. And we need to be able to go to our children and tell them, I made a mistake. Yeah. It takes a bigger man to admit that he's wrong than it does to believe that he never is wrong. Yeah. And God knows I'm wrong a lot. I know, right? Um, It's, it, it doesn't seem right because of how the world and culture is. But I promise you, anyone is listening to, when you admit your faults and you confess your sin, mm-hmm. how freeing it really is. I mean, yes, it's what the Bible says. Do you think pride is the greatest barrier to submission? It is in my life. Pride gets in my way more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, we we live in a society that is constantly looking to justify themselves. Our culture wants to justify itself, and self-justification is not godly. The Word of God tells us that Jesus is just and the justifier, and as he is our justifier, that's the justification I need to stand before God in his righteousness, not in my righteousness, because in our culture today, we can do things that are wrong. We can justify anything from drug abuse to abortion to to armed robbery. Yeah. And, you know, they say, well, it's all right because I needed the money. No, it's not all right. It's wrong. It's against God's plan. And we we have to admit the wrongs in our life. And just like God has always said, we need we as God's people need to repent and continue to repent. David said, a broken and contrite spirit God will in no wise cast out. And we need to keep that. And we need to be early to recognize when we miss. I think pride is probably one of the biggest roots of all sin in everyone's life. Yes. Um, Pride is pretty much rooted in our flesh. I mean, that's pretty much what pride is it's from your flesh and we know that every day is a battle between spirit and flesh and I think pride is like I said the biggest root cause of every type of sin that we have in our lives is because of pride 
God's word teaches us that there are three major things that we come against, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And the first two are definitely connected to pride. We will look in the flesh at something and think we are justified to feel that way or to desire that when God teaches us against that. We look at things uh, in our eye, things that we want, whether it's uh, bigger cars, bigger houses, uh, more land, finer clothes. We justify that I deserve this thing, and we we continually lie to ourselves, saying we deserve it, when in reality, in God's plan, as sinners, all we deserve is the wages of sin, and that's death. So we have to get over self-justification in our life and lean on him and his understanding, his word. What are some ways that pride can manifest itself? Anyway, all the time. Uh, it, it can be just, as we just said, it could be through the lust of the flesh. Get, the pride can manifest yourself, and, and we begin to compare our lives to others and think, well, I deserve better than this. And that's one way that pride continues to tell us, to convince us that it's okay to sin because we deserve better. Yeah. And we don't, we don't deserve better. No, we, this, no. like you said, deserve death. And it's the same way when it's the lust of the eye. We think, oh, I, I deserve a bigger house or a bigger car or more land or a faster horse. But yeah. uh, we, we have to control it and the pride of life keeping ourself in subjection and look at ourself in reality of who we really are. And one thing I've found, George, that the closer I get to Christ, the more sinful I see myself. Yeah. Paul's or Peter said to Jesus, he said, Depart from me from I am a sinful man. Yeah. And the more we get close to Christ, the more we see how sinful we really are. Yeah. The beauty of all that is right after that, Jesus tells him, well, you're not going to be a fisherman anymore. You're going to be a fisher of men. Yes. And so the the fact that God will still take the sinful man and and sanctify his life yes. um, and use it for his, his glory and our good is yes. the hope that we all seek and want and know through Christ Jesus. Yes. It's beautiful the way he called his disciples to him. Yeah. And the, then they followed him. Now, in order to follow Christ, he said, take up your cross and follow me. And in the world today, we want to put on a crown and follow him. Come on. But he said, take, take up your cross. Bear the burden. He said, with me, you will suffer. And, and that's going to be... Uh, amplified in our life the closer we get to him the closer he got to the cross the greater the suffering was yeah my god you just gut punched me with that i'm taking that sir i'm sorry most people want to pick up their crown and follow christ my god um i'm stuck on that i'm sorry go ahead talk about it some more I, I just see that so much just in you know the state of business or 
what I thought was my ministry um, of doing music and stuff like that. And it's one of the biggest reasons why God is just cutting that off from my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And also I'm understanding so much more and more of, you know, Jesus saying, if something's causing you to sin, cut it off, pluck it out. But even, I, I try to go deeper than that to say, I know myself, so if there's an opportunity for sin, then I'm just not going to do it. And people may look at me and think, oh, well, you're just not having faith or not trusting. or, But I'd just rather, you know, I think it was one of, not like the first, but when, when I, in our first year of being here at GCC, Kirk preached a message about the barrier, like setting the barrier back away from the cliff. Mm-hmm. And so I really hold held on and yes. to that message because I'd rather not even tempt myself or not even put myself close to the temptation of seeking the crown or right. wanting fame or wanting or to see someone else doing well and even have the opportunity that jealousy or envy would creep in. I don't want to do that anymore because I've been there. Mm-hmm. And so it's just... It's just so apparent um, how people twist what Christ has done and what the gospel is, um, and even so much more. Not, not even Christians. I mean, people that don't even really believe take things from the gospel or take things from Christianity and twist it and make it something that it's not. Um, you know, everyone I hear. 50 times a day at work on God, this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Or like, well, I guess what we used to say, I, I swear on my mom's grave or something like that. I guess it's like the same type of saying, but I'm just listening to them and they're all saying, hey, be blessed and this and mm-hmm. that. And I just asked them like, do you really mean that? You know, or I asked the kid, I said, you say on God a lot. Do you, do you love God? And he just looked at me and really try not to say it anymore but it's just the world just takes these sayings and takes these things and it's just like I don't for the ministry of what God's calling me to do I don't want to be wrapped up in that anymore and it's on both sides the secular world and Christianity you know? well when I was a young man I traveled as an evangelist and I, I preached from Florida to California to Michigan and I had that same battle. I preached to 1,500 people one Sunday. Then I drove 400 miles, and the next night I preached to 12 people. And in my flesh, I began complaining to God. God, I like preaching to the 1,500 better than the 12. And I felt him in my spirit ask me, is it who you're preaching to? or who you're preaching for, because the 12 needed it just as much as the 1,500 and may have done more with it. I don't know. I'm not keeping record on that. He is. But the pride that welled up in my life getting to speak to a larger crowd was, was amazing. So we have to put that down to keep it from entering in. And from that point on, when I felt him nudge my spirit in that, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many is there. I just Amen. bring the fresh bread that I feel like he gave me. Amen. Amen. 
So uh, what are some practical ways um, to battle against pride? We have to keep ourselves in subjection. You know, we think a lot about keeping others in subjection, but we have to work constantly to keep ourselves in subjection. Saul, uh, when he was talking to Samuel, he had trouble with that. God told him to go in and, and to not leave anything surviving. Yeah. But he did, yeah. and he come out, and uh, Samuel said to him, don't you know that obedience is better than sacrifice? Because he justified keeping those animals alive so that he could sacrifice them. Well, it sounds godly. It sounds spiritual. But Samuel said, obedience is better than sacrifice. Yeah. Rebellion, in the King James Version, says it's the sin of witchcraft. And that's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. We, we need to submit to God. And because of his rebellion against God, God rejected him from being king over uh, Israel. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, final question we got here is, uh, can you be used to lead others if you refuse to submit to anyone yourself? kind of touched on that in the beginning but God can use whomsoever he will because he's a sovereign God Yeah. God will use us much more as we are submissive to him look at Jesus' example Jesus submitted to the father when he said father let this cup pass from me but if not let thy will be done if it's not your will and we have to do that same thing every day. We have to be in submission to the Father uh, in order in order to lead. In order to lead productively, we certainly have to be in submissive to God so that we can lead our spouse, our children, our neighbors, whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, there's parents listening, and they want to maybe talk to their children about leading when they go to school. How would you maybe suggest I know this might be a little curveball but how do you suggest a, a parent tell their child how to be a good leader at school for the kids well as I said earlier the yeah. best way is to be an example and let the parent be the good example at home not be afraid to admit their faults but also to look at your children and recognize those leadership uh, abilities and qualities and lift them up and pull them out let them rise to the surface and sometimes it will take putting them in that position because leaders have to be thinkers they have to think on their feet encourage the children to think to resolve an issue to look at a problem and when i was a superintendent or even a, a father at home when the kids would come to me with a problem or or an employee or subcontractor would come to me. I said, when you come to me, bring me an option for a solution. Make a suggestion. I felt the same way about our kids. When you come to me with an issue, come to me with the option for a solution. Get them to thinking. Get them to thinking like leaders. And, of course, the more the Word of God you can put in them, the more leadership qualities you'll see. Yeah, amen. I, I mean, it sounds weird, but like when I pray now, I sometimes ask God a question and then want to bring him a solution. 
and it sounds weird, like, what are you doing bringing God a solution? Obviously, he knows everything. But I really um, am trying to embrace and say it's okay to have a childlike manner when we come to our Father. I mean, that's what Jesus said. Yes. Come to me like children. And right. That it's okay to keep asking God the same thing and over and over, just like we did when we were kids. And um, so it's just cool to see how God works things out in your lives and develops you um, when it comes to leadership and, and things like that. Certainly. Children are very impressionable. And us, for us to be good followers of Christ, we need to be impressionable. The Holy Spirit may impress us to do something. Jesus' words may impress us to do something. Yeah. So we have to follow that uh, guideline that, that God has put down in order for us to submit to him. And by doing so, then the children see that in us. And don't be afraid to tell your kids, we're doing this because the Holy Spirit is leading us to. Yeah. We're going to church here because this is where God has placed us. This yeah. is where God wants us now. We're, we're teaching this class or we're leading this community group or we're donating this because, yeah. because God is leading us. Let the children know that you're being led by the Spirit of God. Mr. Greg, I want to thank you so much for taking the time uh, to have this podcast with us. Um, I love you so much, and look, can't wait to always talk to you because I get to get a nugget of something from you each time I get to see you, or if it's just to hug your neck and say hi. I'm so appreciative of you. Uh, the Jones family loves you uh, and your family so much, and uh, I'm just thankful that we get to be a part of what God's doing and that we get to be arm-in-arm arm and do it together. I love you guys. I thank God for the opportunity. And the more I get to know you, the more I love you. And uh, I thank you for the opportunity to, for me to be on my first podcast. <laughs> awesome. The Lord is good. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Training Day Podcast. Just want to remind you all to make sure you check out the Be Still and Grow Podcast with Catherine, Heather, and Nicole. Uh, if you have any questions for them, you can always check them out at bestillandgrow at gmail.com. And also, uh, go follow us. We have a new group group on Facebook, Training Day Podcast. Um, it's not a closed private group anymore. Um, it's free. Invite your friends um, and shoot them over podcasts if you um, think it will enrich them of God's goodness. I love you guys so much. Until next time, we'll see you later.